This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. Hello, Blaster Apostles. This is Dottore's idiot roommate, Mark. Before we start today's show, I have a special request for you. My friend's brother, Rob Shoemate, has lymphoma, and his friends have arranged to do a crowdsource fundraiser on a website called CrowdRise to help him with groceries and rent and medical expenses while he is getting treatment. Rob is the big brother of one of my close friends. If you can help him in any way, he would appreciate it, and I would appreciate it. Dettore might not be appreciative, but he would secretly appreciate it as well. Here's what I'm going to do. If you donate $25 or more, I will send you the lost episode of Muffed Movies. Months ago, Andy and I recorded a hilarious take on Save the Last Dance. It had to get mothballed for various reasons, um, but I have reassembled it Frankenstein style, saving the best, choicest goofs. So I'm offering it as uh, a special reward. If you donate $25 or more to Rob Shoemate's fundraiser, I will send you a link to the MP3 of the lost episode of Muffed Movies starring Andy North and me doing Save the Last Dance. It's, it's a funny and weird episode. If you do decide to donate, please direct message to Torre at Ask Torre on Twitter. Let him know that you donated, and he will send you the link to the MP3 of the lost Muffed Movies episode. Go to CrowdRise and search for Rob Shoemate. That's R-O-B-S-H-U-M-A-T-E. I'll also put a link to the donation page in the show notes of this episode. And now, without any further ado, please enjoy episode 40 of Blaster Podcast. And welcome to Blastro Podcast, episode 40. We're in our dirty 40s, ladies and gentlemen. And today we have a very special guest scriping in all the way from some forbidden nation, revisiting Blastro Podcast. Put your hams together for Grant Howard. Good evening, Dottore. Or good afternoon. I suppose it's good afternoon for you out there in the colonies, but over here it's uh, well toward night. Yes, well toward the night. Where are you scraping in from, Grant? I'm scraping in from old old London town. I'm East London in in a, in a place called Bow. Um, Bow? So, yeah, Bow. This is so in. international. I can't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, first New York, now Bow. I mean, I've got, I've got to try and get to like a non English speaking country next time we do a podcast. So like you know, India. Um, I think they, a lot of people speak English in India. Well, it's not thanks the primary. To, thanks like, to you yeah, and your imperialists. Yeah. One of our many fine achievements. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, India. Are you being Atlantis Morissette? Yeah. Huh. Yes. <laughs> Grant. Sorry. Welcome back to your show. It's great to be here. It's great to be me. Now, <laughs> uh, in case my students have not listened to the prior episode with you in it, mm-hmm. uh, please come in and know me better, man. Oh, well, I, I, will, I will know you better, man. Um, so I am, for your students who don't know who I am, 
Um, I'm a game designer. I design uh, tabletop games. I did a game called Goblin Quest recently. I wrote the new edition of Paranoia, which is a kind of science fiction dystopia comedy game from the 80s. And uh, I also do live games, which I can't really sell over the internet, so they're not as popular. And recently moved back to the UK from uh, New York, and I've been a longtime fan of uh, Muff Movies. Um, and so I, I, I rocked up and asked the if there's anything I could do. And apparently what I can do is spend hours recording podcasts for him. <laughs> That's right. This is not Muff Movies, Grant. Mm. Uh, much like America is not England, Muff Movies is uh, is our rebel colony that has yeah. polyped off from the original host organism. That filthy roommate of yours. Yeah. It is literally my favorite podcast. Well, you're going to lose it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll we'll see what happens, Grant. Perhaps we can find another wayfish pansexual improviser. <laughs> <laughs> but until we find another uh, co-pilot from Muff Movies, Blaster Podcast, uh, we'll have to suffice. <clears throat> now, Blaster Podcast, as we all know, is an educational science show which teaches the listener educational science. Grant, when we <laughs> <laughs> when we spoke to each other over the internet, mm-hmm. uh, I asked you what science you wanted to talk about. And you said, shopping! Shopping! <laughs> I love shopping. I love shoes. I love, I love big hair. And I love carrying, I love carrying multiple bags around in Times Square. No, no, the science of shopping, the psychology of shopping is fascinating because it is, it is trickery and lies and confusion. And it is designed to, to squeeze as much money, as much money out of us as possible, like, like water from a dirty old towel. The, we, we are being wrung out by, by malls and by supermarkets, and the most fascinating thing is that we don't know it's happening. And I am here to drop some major truth bombs on your audience and educate them, and then, and then offer them very little in the way of trying to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, so basically, we're going to talk about the mischievous techniques mm. that corporations and, and shopping establishments use upon us. This is not an official science, but it is interesting. It's psychology, and there's an awful lot of money paid on it every single year for um, advertising companies and for psychologists to say, oh, if you do X, people will do Y. It's, it's, it's human programming. So there is there is some science behind it, and it's not hard science, because I'm not a hard scientist. I'm a very soft scientist. I'm, I'm a, a writer. hard scientist. You know, <laughs> I'm a, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But there is some interesting science to be had here. And also, it, 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 unlike, unlike the singularity, it applies to everyone right now. Well, I, don't you think the singularity will apply to us all? Well, eventually, but it doesn't now. Yeah. Actually, mm. truth be told, I don't believe the singularity is going to happen. No? No, I think we're going to blow ourselves up before that can take place. <laughs> it's a kind of singularity. Civilization will change irrevocably, thanks to technology. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. It's unrecognizable, like the cockroaches won't be able to recognize what things were like before. Grant, if you're not here to feed me a mouse, then let's get into it. <laughs> oh, I, oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do that after. It's time for learn! Grant, sit down, shut up. Time for learn. Gramps? Yep. Okay. It's time for learn. Let's get down to it. Oh, I'm down. Garn, <laughs> what are some trajectories? What are some trajectories that businesses <laughs> use to push coins out of us? Generally, the the strategies lever around three things. That one, we as humans are desperate to fit in, so we want to try and uh, do everything we can to try and fit into uh, the tribe we identify as being part of. And if uh, an advertising company or a shop can say this will help you fit in with your tribe, then we will jump all over that. Secondly, um, 
there's also aspirational things. So, you know, if we want to, if we see someone living on a, living on a, a nice life on TV, if we see someone uh, on a sitcom or in a film uh, living a beautiful life, then we can say, oh, I want to live that beautiful life. I want to have an exciting life. And if I buy these products, um, maybe I'll have that exciting life, which leads me to my third point, that we are stupid. Like we as humans, we are we are really stupid. Like we are just sacks of electric meat shuffling around, wearing ill-fitting trousers. What? And I mean, you, you don't even wear trousers. Is trousers the British word for underwear? Pants. <laughs> yes, yes. We have trousers. We have under trousers. Sub trousers. Sub trousers. And then if it's very cold, you might have over trousers. So um, anyway, there you yeah. are talking shit so, on humanity, I, saying that we are electric meat. Yeah. So we are. We are just sacks of electric meat. We are useless. We are. Uh, we are so easily led, and we can't tell that we're being led. And this, like the the basic things that the, the, that they that they prey off, that they they tap into our ancient evolutionary programming, and then that makes us buy, you know, a pair of jeans over one of the pair of jeans. I think the most exciting way we can talk about this, the, the, most, the most interesting way we can do this, is, is I can take you on an imaginary trip to the mall. I love imaginary trips to the mall. They're so much cheaper. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, to the mall, not does, the mall. Wait, does this mall live underground? Is he, yes. Does he have a hideous star nose? Mm-hmm, three. A tri-nose mall. Yeah, a tri-nose star nose mall. It's like, it's like a constellation stuck to his face. And, and we're <laughs> going to go on an imaginary visit to his burrow. All no, right. we're not. We're not going to do that. I'm no. terribly sorry. The great fake out of 2015. Yeah, sorry. It was it was a mole, not a mole. Um, as you um, so as your, ex- your, your exactly the same. Your American ears couldn't <laughs> couldn't detect my beautiful English words. I believe uh, a, a refined British man, Grant, would be able to distinguish the mammal from the location because the location is a mole. And the mm-hmm. mammal is a male. So technically, like, I mean, <laughs> a, a refined Englishman would call it a, a mall. Mall. Off to the mall. Um, but, a, but a like, male. A, a male. A, t- mm. a tiny male. Oh, look, my dear, a little frog. <laughs> That's what we all sound like. You've got us down pat. That's I perfect. sailed, boy. <laughs> walking, walking around making salient points about bullfrogs <laughs> in our tweed. And you, I would hope you have napkins, kerchiefs coming out of the uh, the roughed cuffs of your waistcoat. All of my cuffs are handkerchiefs. Good. Like like that. It's 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 like, it's like there's a clown is blowing up inside me. They're spiraling out of my <laughs> neck, coming out of my sleeves, out of my trousers. It's great. I I look like a real. I want you if, if just imagine me now. I am a country English gent. I am wearing two monocles. You're um, sweating doilies. I'm I I am sweating doilies out here. Double I've canes. Got, yeah yeah obviously I mean yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Walk with one cane like a peasant, double canes, <laughs> and I have I have a fleet of dogs at my command to tear apart any foxes that come near me, and that's just how I spend my time as an Englishman. Oh. Anyway, the mall the mall is so is uh, built around something called the modern mall is built around something called the Gruen transfer, which is by a, a Swedish architect, Scandinavian architect um, called uh, Mr. Gruen, uh, who first developed the ideas of shopping malls, and they are monumental headfucks. It's something called um, program disorientation, something along those lines. They're designed to get it, like, to wrong foot us and get us going the wrong way. So, like, the very first thing. Here's a question for you, Dottore. Are malls shiny? Wait, are we talking about the place or the area? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble here, Grant. Okay, listen, I want, I, want, I want you to take the mold you have there and put it to one side. Okay. okay? So, like, the, the, the little chap with the fur. Put him in his little hole, cover over the hole. Like, he'll be fine down there. He's a mole. It's okay. But he's not going to come back up again for the rest of the episode. Oh, I get like, it. Both metaphorically and literally. Mm-hmm. Like, next episode, I'll do moles if you'd like. And we can have the, we can do this whole goof again. That's fine. <laughs> what goof? Hmm? Sorry. So, generally, moles are quite shiny. 
so they'll have lots of uh, lots of metal outside and lots of like glass and polished surfaces um which is taps in to our evolution our evolutionary um training to find fresh water Huh. Because fresh water is clean and shiny, which is which is like also why like we can notice shiny things. Um, like you can see the glint of sunlight off something, or and the why glint a of a killer's scope in the distance. Yes, you can. Um, which is great. Um, so for those like for fresh water and also for like prehistoric snipers, we evolved um evolutionary traits so we could like like shiny things were very important to us because there's not actually a great deal of them in nature aside from fresh water. That's true. Now, is this also why we use shiny lures when fishing for fish? Probably not for fish, come to think of it. <laughs> because they, because they, they live in fresh water. Yeah, and they're like, holy shit, some fresh water. Oh my God. <laughs> I go, oh, I tricked again. But we are, we are not much smarter than fish with our, with our, with our weird ape brains because we are, we, we are lured in from, we are lured into water. So like, you've got the front of the mall and we've already been tricked into thinking this is good and fresh and will sustain us in the back of our stupid ape minds. And we shuffle forward, and in every in every single mall, and this is this is truer in in America than it is in England because we don't have proper space for malls or proper malls. We just have, um, you know, like, like corner shops, somewhere you can buy your cabbages, that sort of thing. But every single shopping mall worth its salt in America has a decompression chamber, um, and it's metaphorical decompression chamber. But um, when you enter the shopping mall, there'll be a place where there is nothing, like basic concrete. Really boring. No advertising. No um, no messages. There'll just be like an escalator to take you up to the mall. Uh, what that does is that that transition that transitions us from the state of being outside and maybe not shopping to being in the shopping zone. It's a palate cleanser. It's a it's a, it's an amuse bouche or a palate cleanser. It's, what is it's this like crazy British word you're using at me? Well, luckily, uh, as a Brit, uh, we can steal all the words we want from any neighbouring or indeed quite foreign countries. Um, amuse bouche. It means to, it means it's a mouth amuser. I know what it means. <laughs> I'm a man of uh, science, but not a man of food. Oh, well, yes, you are a man of food. I'm a man of Granto, we're digging deeper into this mole. Uh, we've yeah. entered the decompression chamber. We've cleared yeah. our heads of the outside mm. world. Now we're ready to be reindoctrinated by the goodies, the glittering of the mall itself. Mm. Surely that that is where the manipulation ends. Yes. Yes, it's it. That, that is the end. That's the end of the podcast. No, it's just the start, Vittori. Well, the... just the start. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, what? Yeah. So, when you're in a mall, you might notice that things are kind of unpleasant when you're in the hall. Like it's very loud. It's it's very bright. Um, there's no there's no soft um furnishings or anything. It's all like tiled surfaces and mirrored surfaces. So it's very bright and there's lots of noise coming off and it's reflected noise and the music is maybe kind of loud and tinny. And what it's designed to do is designed to make you dislike, vaguely, not enough to leave, but to dislike the corridor in the mall to, to push you into a shop. What? It's really insidious. But like, if you try and spend some time in a mall, like in a space that isn't in a shop, like where you're not shopping, there will be a, generally a noted lack of places where you can just sit down, where you, where you can just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Where you can, where, where you can, because because if you're if you're not in a shop, you're not shopping, and the longer you spend at a shop, the more time you spend there, the more money you will spend. The 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 core idea behind most of the science, most of the psychology that we're talking about tonight, is. The longer you stay in a shop, the more money you will spend. I think something like 1% longer time is 1.5% more money spent. Holy crap. Yeah. Moly so crap. Moly crap. If they can keep you in there for 10 minutes, then that's potentially another purchase, and it's they're doing it to everyone all the time, um, subconsciously. It's genius! Yeah! And it's insidious. Um, and it's insidious. So then, so then they push us in for some delicious baubles into the shops. Um, and you'll note that you won't get the same shops selling similar things next to each other. Which, I mean, for one thing, 
that makes sense from a competitional standpoint. But also, if say let's say you go to the mall and you wanna you wanna buy some jeans, you go to the mall um, and you wanna buy some juice. Jeans. Juice. Jeez. Do you have Jews? Like, can you buy Jews in malls? Yes, we, yeah. we have Jews in America, Grant, unlike your continent. Well, too soon. Um, let's, let's say you're buying some jeans, not some people of Jewish descent. but some, I, like, I believe some, it's pronounced Jeans. So you're buying some 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 Jeans, some Jojos. Some Jeans. Some Jeans. <laughs> some denim, how's your father's for your leg parts? <laughs> you're popping around. How's your father's? How's your father's? What is how's your father about? Uh, how's your father? I believe how's your father is actually a slang term for sex, but it just like it just it, 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 a spot of the old how's your father, <laughs> um, which is a very strange because like, why, why would you ask how someone's father was during sex? Yeah, that's an awful thing to think about. <laughs> that's the least erotic thing. What so about... is your is your dad okay? <laughs> <laughs> what about Bob's your uncle? What's up with that? Um, it's you know it just means like things are like assume a man called Robert was your uncle. If if then if that if that fact is true, then everything is fine and rolling forward as normal. So you know, Bob's your uncle. It's an if then um, statement. Yeah, if that's true, everything else is going to be okay. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, everything sorted. It doesn't make sense. I mean, and also, also like Bob's your uncle and how's your father? That, that that's that's the least of your worries. Living in London, they like they don't do rhyming slang anymore, but they used to be more prevalent, and it's just hardcore bullshit rhyming slang. Like a whistle and flute. Yep, uh, dog and bone, that sort of thing. Boy, which which, which is phone. It's phone? Yeah, dog and bone. Dog and bone. We are getting Wait, so yeah. cultured mm. today. Mm, yeah. You need, you need to get more Brits on, or like, you know, maybe, for, maybe someone from a third country. You know, Grant, I don't mm. mean to put any pressure on you, but most of the mm. time people come from foreign countries and stay in America. Yeah, well, you know. Do you not like success? It's freedom I hate, Dottori. <laughs> I knew it. You hate our freedoms. It's, it's freedom, and it's the constant <laughs> eagle attacks. It's yeah. like every day, morning, noon, and night, you walk at the door and there's eagles screeching and flying at you because 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 I could smell the foreign on me, you know. <laughs> yeah, and well, it wears a man down. Uh, you know, lighten up on the cologne and take a few more baths. <laughs> Never. <laughs> that is my that, that that is my natural rich English musk. It smells like old tea and woodlands. 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 Grant. <laughs> Grant Werb. Carrot. Yes. And we got off track. Much like you get off track in the mall oh. when you're when you're pushed. Oh, we're back on track. Choo choo, motherfuckers. Segway legend. Yeah, oh, it feels good. So we're in the shop, and you might notice that every time you walk into a shop, um, if it's a, if it's a good shop and a clever shop, and they've done their research, then let's say a bookshop, for example. Um, you're a man of science. You you enjoy books. Um, Don't tell me what I enjoy. <laughs> do you enjoy books, Dottore? I do enjoy books. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. So as you walk in a shop, on your right. They will have the things they want you to buy on your immediate right, because most of us are right-handed, and in America you drive um, on that side of the road. Americans shop from right to left, uh, so they'll shop uh, counterclockwise, um, and they will immediately, upon entering a store, put their hand out and um, like uh... touch the right wall, and that's the only way you can find your way out of the labyrinth is keep your mm -hmm. hand on the right wall. Precisely, and and and, like, and at that point, all you have to do is like avoid the mall minotaur in your set. So now you're telling me, okay, we're going to get back to the mall minotaur in a bit. You're yeah, telling sure. me that the things the shop wants you to buy are on the yeah. right side of your body as you enter a shop. So, like, so easy purchases. So, like, uh, like in a bookshop, um, if they have like a three for two offer, or if they have um, like this week's bestsellers, or if they just got a deal in and they're like, oh, this, this is quite popular, um, we're going to push this on our customers. 
and it'll be like this, like this book is 10 bucks whatever and it's not it's like it's probably not the book that you went in there for but it's but the book you deserve it's the book you deserve you you walk in there you are pre-programmed to uh, pay attention to the center and then the right if you're right-handed if you're left-handed it doesn't work most people are right-handed Whoa. but you're pre-programmed to immediately turn to your right to scan for things because that's that's the side of your body which you have competence with and then you will see that immediately oh i want that thing and you'll pick it up and put it in your, put it in your basket which is different from how supermarkets do it but i'll get to that in a bit all right. So the mall minotaur. The mall minotaur. Yeah, the the mall minotaur. Uh, his, his name is his name is Kent. Uh, he was trapped there as a as a young bull. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because mm. uh, I would assume the word minotaur is Greek. Yeah, well, not not every minotaur has to be Greek. Sorry. Well, Greek tatore. <laughs> He's the enemy of me. I'm an Italian tatore. <laughs> uh, but I think it's funny. It's a Greek word, and yet I pronounce it minotaur, and you pronounce it minotaur. I think I think you pronounce it correctly. Really? Yeah, because it, it's it's like it's uh, like minos would would be the Greek way to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> well, don't beat minos. yourself up about it. Hey, you know what? No, I mean I think that you're pronouncing it correctly as far as Greeks are concerned, but as far as people who speak the Queen's English, the correct <laughs> language are concerned, I'm pronouncing it right, and that's fine. Yeah, and sometimes you like to go down to Africa and poach a rhinoceros. Oh, sorry, rhinoceros is that is that what you mean? No, what? Are you, are you... A Look, rhinoceros? In life, I do the bare minimum. <laughs> English is a messy and confusing language. Have it you played that game sense. called Minecraft? It's got an E on it. The Minotaur <laughs> doesn't have an E on it. That's different. All right, story mode. Okay, Grant, mm. we've discussed the Minotaur ad nauseum. <laughs> in Excelsis Gloria. Now let us move deeper within our imagine the mall of the menagemation. Mm. And so you're shuffling around looking for jeans, as previously mentioned, and you won't you won't find any jeans the right next to each other. Those shops will be spread out all around the mall because if you just go in looking for jeans, then you, you probably won't buy the first pair that you see because they won't fit you. Um, I mean, no jeans will fit you, Dator. That's right. But. You can like you'll you'll have to crisscross uh, back and forth across the mall, which means you spend more time there, and also means you see more things you might want. And basically, businesses aren't going to make much money out of you once you walk into a mall if you just buy what you came in there for. What they need to do is get you to spend as long a time as as you can in there and show you as many things as you might want. Right, they're going to get you real twisted and turned around and s- surround you with objects you didn't think you wanted, but mm. then you start to come yeah, around. Yeah, 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 like IKEA. IKEA is a nightmare. It's a nightmare realm. Um, it is. It is. It is an awful place run by Scandinavian madmen, where they build a series of fake houses in a labyrinth. We're getting back to the Minotaur, but it's much more like a labyrinth um, or a uh, a maze, I suppose, uh, in, in in IKEA, because you have to walk through the entire showroom to get to anything, to get to anything you want to buy. Now, what is it in particular that you want to buy, Grant? This seems a little editorial. I need cups. You need cups. Yeah, I need cups. Why would you go to a furniture store to buy cups? <laughs> you are your own worst enemy. Because they're cheap. That's the thing, right? And uh, it actually brings me on to my next point. Because you see a load of well, fake apartments and fake rooms um, and fake kitchens and bedrooms. And you go through and you see these all these potential lives you could live. You see these really big ticket items like beds and you know massive mirrors and dining, dining room tables. And the very first thing you see, which you're able to pick up and put in your in your basket, it's glasses and plates and cutlery, and they all cost nothing. Like they're all they're all incredibly cheap. And at that point, you've been shown like this is a good life. You could have a clean house with nice, fresh, new furniture in it, which you'd be happy to live in if you buy something from this shop. Here is something which is three dollars for attainable. some forks. 
It's attainable. Oh yeah, I need some forks. You don't need any forks. You need to eat with your hands. But <laughs> but you buy and, and and drink out of your cupped hand, you know. But but we walk in there like idiots, and that and that is immediately a thing which we can buy to get closer to the great god IKEA. They reckon that um, the layout of IKEA, the way in which you have to go through the showroom, and the way uh, in which you walk through all of the uh, items which you can purchase before you get to the fat pack bit where you can buy uh, tables and chairs and beds and stuff, furniture, um, that's that ups their sales by about sixty percent. Whoa. Because you have to go through a series of corridors with nicish things which you can probably afford before you get to the way before you get to one. I mean, and honestly, whenever I went to IKEA, all I wanted to get was the hot dogs at the end. That's I my. Didn't, uh... I didn't know they had hot dogs. Oh yeah, I mean, like the IKEA, the IKEA restaurant's pretty good. They got all sorts of Swedish food. Yeah, I know they have meatballs. Meatballs. They have meatballs. Meatballs, but they have. <laughs> but they, yeah, they have they have they have delicious hot dogs. But I mean, like European hot dogs. So I'm sure, um, as an American person, you have a sorry, as as a, as a man who lives in America, yeah. you have an intense and um, frankly unnecessarily um, vehement view on how hot dogs are correctly done. No, wait a minute. Is the hot are the hot dogs in the IKEA covered with a hard casing? Yes. Ah! I think so. Yeah. What well, I mean, like you the mean, intestine. like, like, um. That's what that hard casing is, Grant. Okay, okay, no, no, it's it's not like a sausage. It's like I mean, there 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 is a visible casing, obviously, but it's uh, it's it's not like we have like the intestinal light. I think it's all it's 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 a frankfurt, you know. Hey, do you want to know some Jewish trivia? I would love nothing more. <laughs> the Vienna uh, all beef hot dog mm-hmm. made its debut in the Chicago World's Fair. The one with the uh, vicious moidera in it not the later one that was lame and um these jewish people who were kosher created a hot dog that was just beef like they weren't allowed to eat pork or whatever and so um it was like a special kosher hot dog that jews could eat and they marketed it at the world's fair as something real special and cultural and european tubed beef and it caught on tube beef thank you jews yeah yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't have a hot dog my entire time I was in America. What? Because I, well, and like, you went to I, the south. Oh, we had barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. Wait, wait, wait. Barbecue. Sorry, I didn't even speak French. Did we, you, had, we had we had an awful lot of barbecue. Did you eat an alligator? Um, I believe we. I believe we had we had alligator gumbo and we had um uh crawdads. Crawdads. Had some crawdads. Do you have any craw mothers? Uh, no, just uh, just crawdads. How's your craw father? I'm, I'm I'm looking to smash the the craw patriarchy, so we just date the dudes. Oh, it's like yeah. a war. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, is there a woman in your <laughs> in your uh, surrounding laughing at your feminism? There is a woman in my surroundings laughing at feminism. Yes, my wife's in the room. I think we edited out that woman last time. Yeah, you can edit her out again if you'd like. Yeah, you you contacted me. You said, please, Detore, don't let the internet know that I'm taken. Yeah, well, I mean, like. My game as, as a, sales will go down big time. As a game designer, it's important that I put myself forward as, as a sexy, young, unattached man. <laughs> unattached to anything, baby. Um, and like you know, and like and like young women see my games and like, oh, maybe he could, maybe he could come run a game for me. Maybe he could write a game for me, all special, like. And I can't break their hearts, you know. Anyway, so we're out of IKEA. We're back in the mall. <laughs> Hopping back onto that previous conversation, so we've avoided the Minotaur. Thankfully, um, did we answer his riddle? Um, does the yes. minotaur have a riddle? The skink no, does. No, no, no. He just howls. <laughs> How? Yeah, he. Well, he howls like he's a bestial monster. Does he have like the heart of a man though? Is, um, is he like a gentle savage? No, a noble he's savage? more like he's more like the, the terrifying offspring of um, 
divine sexual abuse. Oh, yeah, that's um, a... he's like like he's literally half man, half bull. Like that guy um, from Night Court. Um, yes, I don't. I, I haven't. I haven't seen Night Court. <laughs> it's it was on in the eighties. You don't. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I was. I was. I, I was not yet born. What? I was. I was. I was, I was born in eighty six. Oh, okay. I almost had an age urism. <laughs> You want to take a moment to clean up? You okay? <clears throat> so we're back in the mall. We've avoided the Minotaur and his lack of riddles and his howls. And we've slain him with our shopping sword. And now it's time to go home. It's time to get in our car and drive home because we are big Americans. Right. We're going to put our shopping bags in the lorry, in, in, <laughs> in the boot of the lorry. We put our tote bags in the boot of the lorry. <laughs> back in the, the car park. <laughs> and we're going to get on the, the Thames... On, we're gonna go around some roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, roundhouse kick, karate no, chop. Not, not no, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> there is a reason why car parks are awful places. The reason why that like mall car parks are really awfully lit and they they smell and they're cold. You never find your car. The reason why is because you subconsciously associate that with an unpleasant experience. So leaving the mall becomes an unpleasant experience. And so if you have the choices, should I leave the mall now? Or should I poke around some shops? You have that that priming in the back of your head, whereas like the act of leaving the mall is unpleasant, so you might not do it, and that might get another fifteen minutes of shopping out of you, maybe another purchase. It's ingenious. It's it's, it's it is ingenious, and malls are malls are incredible. Like to have to have something which preys off our biological and evolutionary fears, you know, designed to sell us things. In a way, the human womb is like a mall. Because Go on. the outside is cold. What kind of doctor are you again? I'm a tutorial of scientific science. Okay, carry on. So, so the outside is cold, not true. The outside of the womb? Well, like, what, the skin? It's colder outside the womb than it is inside the womb, buddy boy. Okay, that's true. Carry on. Yeah, so then you go outside and it's unpleasant. And then a, ma yeah. a man slaps your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, just the it's... asshole. <laughs> Just, 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 just right in there. It's like working the center mass. Yeah, he's trying to make a, uh, a resonant popping sound. Mm. That, that, that's I say, you know, it's a good baby. <laughs> right. If it's if it's mushy, then you know it's gone bad. Mm. Yeah, and like, and that, like, you got to put that back in, or like, you know, try again. <clears throat> mushy tushy. Mushy tushy. Yeah, mushy. nice. I, I, I can see what you're going for there. Uh, in that, once we leave the womb, we are forever trying to crawl back inside it. As 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 Doctor Freud How's your father? said, he's fine. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like malls are a lot like the womb, but they're not as they're not as nice. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? If I had to choose, I would go now. I would choose a mall rather than the womb. Me too, because you can buy yeah. a video game at the mall. Yeah, I thought you didn't like video games. I don't. I want to buy them all, <laughs> so my idiot roommate can't have any pleasure. <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah. So yeah, the mall is a is a nightmare wonderland designed designed to confuse and and surprise you, and also there, also there are supermarkets which are like which is like the mall sped up. What do you mean? Well, the supermarket. So like the mall has some issues in that it's a slightly larger space, um, so it's, it's it's harder to control, um, and also they have um, you know multiple shops with uh, who dictate their own interiors. Whereas the, the uh, supermarket is entirely up to the whim of the owner and the, the manager and the uh, the architect. And so they get really hardcore with it in supermarkets. With positioning of items, for example. 
if a supermarket wants you to buy something, much like when we had the uh, the books when you walked into the in, 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 into the store, if you have say f- uh, three hundred peanut butters on sale, the one at your eye height and and the one to your center and to your right will be the one that you will buy. What? Like your eye height is the stuff they want you to buy. It's a bit like on on, on restaurant menus. Most people buy the first and last thing on the menu. What? Yeah. How you know so this? I used to work in a restaurant, but oh. um, um, I didn't write the menu. I picked this up from the internet, uh, <laughs> where I get where I get all my knowledge, and it's definitely true. But yeah, so like there'll be uh, there'll be something really cheap and affordable first thing on the menu, and that, and, and you'll see that. And you'll think, oh, I can afford this, and you get a few things that you don't care, like because it's like fish is never the first or last thing on the menu because like very few people get fish. Yeah. Um, and then at the end you have some sort of big ticket item like a steak or a um moray eel, a full moray eel with this little face grinning at you, which you can just smash off with a hammer, that sort of thing. And um, it's 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 set up to prime you. Um, and so also like um, men and women uh, on average uh, buy buy different kinds of products. Uh, but products like women will go for cheaper products, and men will go for a product which has more of a perceived value. So like not quite the luxury brand, but one below the luxury brand. So he still feels like he's getting a bargain, but also he's you know he's he's, he's the big man. So they'll put the luxury brand about half a foot to a foot above the slightly cheaper brand. So the right gender is looking at the right product whoa and like they make some of the aisles more frictiony if people if people are traveling through them too fast what are you talking about like uh, at the car wash where they have those long danglers that smack your car with the soap yeah precisely the same so like have you ever noticed like when when you're in a uh, like on, on, on a soda aisle in a, in a supermarket and there'll be those long danglers like which, which keep like knocking you to the ground and pushing a cart off to the side yeah and then sometimes that, that... they reach out and pick up a toddler and just wind back up into the ceiling and the toddler that... vanishes into that beak it's a terrifying beak I don't know. Like I didn't. I couldn't find out a lot about the beak. Like there was a lot of blogs mentioning it, but they just say there's the beak. You know, I, I couldn't find out any of the science behind it. Right. You know, an interesting thing about supermarkets is they can squeeze through any hole that is uh, larger than their beak. That's very true. Also, uh, when when threatened, supermarkets will like let out a jet of ink, oh. um, which will which, which which will confuse predators. The natural predators of the supermarket being, of course, the mall and a swarm of trucks. <laughs> Did you say a swarm of trucks? Yeah, they're big enough to hunt a supermarket. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like 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 a load of wolves bringing down a um a buffalo. Yeah, I suppose like a a herd of trucks can take mm-hmm. down a single supermarket. Well, I mean, because supermarkets are very slow, obviously. So like like the trick is the trucks have to make sure that they don't like. Or, or, it, it doesn't. It doesn't get up speed because if it gets up speed, it's got momentum and it's very hard to stop. Like right. at that point, favor swings to the uh, to the supermarket. But um, like if they if they can get it cornered and like, and often so like supermarkets aren't like corner shops. They don't hang out in herds. No, it's a solitary very beast. Solitary. So yeah, I mean that that'll, and that that's quite commonly like why why you might see like a truck outside a supermarket. Oh, just kind uh, of casing it. Yeah, it's a scout. Yeah. You know the thing is, is a supermarket. You know, while it takes a long time to gestate in the womb, and it, mm. you know, it takes <laughs> in the womb. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when, when, sorry, when a mummy supermarket gives birth to a baby supermarket. Right, right. Or shop, as we call them. And uh, yeah, when they give birth to the shop, the shops are mostly completely formed. They take a long time to develop, uh, and they're very yeah. nutrient rich. Yeah, they are. Like that's that's uh, it's, it's like it's it's full of like a shop. You, you might have a cinnamon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, that's a mole. Sorry. So you might have like rotisserie chicken. That's really calorie dense. Yes. And um, so, so like a pack of trucks may pursue, yeah. but they have to be careful because mm-hmm. if the market lashes out, uh, the truck could easily break a tire or an axle and yeah. then it's paralyzed. Like the supermarket can survive as, as a variety of minor wounds, but like if that truck if that truck takes a hit, it can't keep up with the pack. It, like it's doomed. And it's it's, it's sad to see. Like there's, there's a lot of like trucks will um, turn bro- their back on a wounded. Yeah. Truck. 
Yeah, like the sad music plays and the trucks drive out to the edge of the of the city to die. Dirt bikes will come and prey on it. Yeah, and it's the, you know what? It's just it's the most it's the circle of life, and it's beautiful. And I'm really glad that um that, that we can educate the the readers about the way it works. Did you say the readers? Uh, I meant the students. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Garnet! Yeah. Are you done talking about your stupid super macados, or are there more to learn? Well, I didn't actually. I, I, we just we just ended up lying for quite a while there. Um, but the, the actual point is, they'll increase the friction on the floor so it becomes harder to push the trolley, so you're literally slowed down and will spend more time in that aisle and might buy two sodas rather than one. How do they do that? Uh, it's just it's, it's, it's slightly different um, uh, surfaces on the, on the aisles. What? It's slightly rougher. It'll have a, it'll have more of a grip, so it'll take more to push. I mean, it's barely perceptible, but it's something something they do. I need to go and investigate this. Yeah, go I'll for be it. right back. And I'm back. How was it? What? The, the what? supermarket. I just got stoned and forgot what I was doing today. Uh, okay, well. Who are you? Good. I'm I'm Grant Howitt. We're doing a podcast. Hand Grawit. Hand Grawit. Minotaur Hunter. <laughs> well, I bother Minotaurs. You bother. You bother them. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, it's very hard to hunt them on. It's all they are big, big bull men. All right. Well, let me ask you this uh, question: mm-hmm. Is it wrong for biznips to exploit our ape brains? I think kind of. There are tools. There, there, are, there are ways of manipulation. So, like at the moment, we are using manipulation. We are using te- we are using techniques to entertain readers. So, like we are, we are saying certain things. Readers. Sorry, I mean, listeners. Damn it. Grant, so, do you understand <laughs> the difference between a podcast and a book? No. All right. It's made my writing career very difficult. <laughs> Hello, dear readers. Uh, so yes, you were saying we're yeah. manipulating the blaster apostles. Yeah, because well, because we're trying to be entertaining, and so like I'm we're trying just... to be science. Okay, so we're trying to entertain, and we're trying to educate. Yeah. It is what 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 what's the portmanteau? Edutain. Edutainment. We're trying to entertain or entergate. We're trying to factucate. Ooh. We're doing that, and so there's there's a certain level of manipulation there, in that we're not we're not just presenting things flat out. You know, we're trying to be funny, we're trying to be interesting, we're trying to be um, knowledgeable. And if you just rock up and say, "Hey, do you want do you want to try some coke? It's real nice," then like you're 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 appealing to someone's uh, love of nice coke. You know? Are you talking about like the it. drug? Either or, really. All right. Um, and so it's just it's 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 just a higher version of that. Like it's it's manipulation, and manipulation is not in and of itself inherently evil. It's a, it's a it's a valuable social tool, which means we don't just have to say what we want all the time. Uh, but seeing as they actually, it, it is evil in a way, in that <laughs> there are millions of dollars spent on this every single year in researching some psychology, which is actually fairly useful in a in a, like at a societal grade. And non-shopping-based psychology around this stuff is years behind shopping-based psychology because the funding isn't there. Right. And so, like, there are there are like potentially things which, which could make society better. They have secrets which they aren't releasing because they want to earn more money. So there, that that is that is kind of shady, I think. Yeah, that's evil. Mm. I'll accept it. Grant. Yes. Gorant. <laughs> where do you see the con- Where do you see consumer manipulation? Where do you see consumer manipulation? <laughs> where do you see consumer manipulation heading in your future? Do you want to try for a fourth time? A fluff time. Hello. Do you want to try for a fourth? Okay, cool. Do you have and, that and USB the... attachment to your computer? <laughs> that 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 uh, that that teledildonics. Teledildonics. Are you talking about a a dringus that plugs into your machine? <laughs> well, it could be a dringus, or it could be like a a vagoo. A vagoo. And... <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a robotic lady garden. You know, <laughs> you, you you can plug that. In. I really love that first album. You can plug that in. Um. And you can have sex with it. Um, Where do you see consumer manipulation happening? Where do you see consumer <laughs> manipulation? 
Where do you see consumer manipulation happening in Il Futore? Heading in Il Futore? Heading in Il Futore. I can see... So they're already doing some very interesting things with like analyzing mobile phones. Um, so like we, they can't read the data on mobile phones, but they can tell where a mobile phone is when it's inside a shop. Um, so it's possible to track people's um, like the pings that the mobile phone sends to nearby broadcast tower to still to, to make sure it's still connected. Ooh. You can you can you can register that. You can register the the beats uh, that that puts forward, and then you can tell precisely how long people are spending in which aisle. Whoa! Uh, and like and um, which is kind of cool. And they also have um, things like uh, being able to algorithmically analyze uh, security camera footage, so that like they will film. Let's say, for example, um, the uh, the juice section in a supermarket, the what? and then the. Oh I didn't know you could buy that. <laughs> so, like uh, the orange juice, the the apple juice, the different kinds of juice we have. Um, people will go there, and they will spend a long time thinking, "Oh, what's good about juice? What like what am I interested in, in juice?" Because like we can we can analyze the footage and then see like without having to sit down and watch it, we can see this person has chosen this thing and turned up at this time. It's all done. Like and the, uh, the opposite uh, thing happens in the beer aisle. People walk to a beer aisle, get the beer they want, and then walk away, which has given supermarkets the idea that it's not worth them trying to sell beer on site. So beer companies won't pay more for supermarkets to have them positioned in a certain place. Instead, they'll focus on external advertising, you know, magazines, billboards, TV, that sort of thing. Huh. But because juice seems like a more important choice, we will we will sit down and we will I mean we will look and we will we will try to say what is the healthiest juice for me, and so like that's already happening and it's been it's been happening for a while and it's, it's sort of coming out now as, as more and more people are discovering how it's done. But I can certainly see things like biometric analysis, which which is going to become more um, common anyway. Like we like we have cameras which are strong enough to be able to tell like they can tell micro um, micro levels of sweat on your skin. Whoa! Um, so if you if you lie, your skin gets moister, and the camera can tell things like that, and you get you, you get flushed. And so, like in the future, lying is going to become impossible, which is interesting. It just it's like it, it will be very hard because the the biological cues for telling lies are so you know so easy to judge if you have the right equipment. So like that'll be a thing, and like so so like, seeing seeing how people get excited when they look at certain products, and seeing how seeing how people react to certain things, and also like the fact that we're all carrying around computers in our pockets. Um, having those done, so like having a um, like eventually the future of shopping, I imagine, will be that you just rock up, um, you put you 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 tap your phone against it against your against your basket, um, and then everything you put in your basket will be automatically build to your PayPal account, um, and then you just walk out of it. I kind of do a version of that right now, except yes, very true. <laughs> without tapping anything, I just put it all <laughs> underneath my pants. Oh wow! Right. And underneath your your um, your paunch. My pants. Your pants. Yeah. What's a pants? You're from England. You don't know what a ponce is? I know what a ponce is. <laughs> you bloody nonce. That, that's a different word. I know. Is nonce oh, uh, considered a worse word than ponce? It means, it means a, like a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that's the thing. So it's, it's, not, it's not common knowledge that, it's, that it means a pedophile. Like it might, it might just mean someone who's like who's, who's a bit of a bit of a useless wanker, you might say. Right. Uh, but actually, it turns out, as I as I found out after writing it in like, a couple of articles I was doing uh, for a website, they got in touch like, "Girl, that means it. That means it's pedophile." <laughs> you can't you can't accuse the celebrity of being a pedophile in a major publication. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ponce is like a pimp, right? So you put it under your pimp. No. You bring your pimp in there. Your pimp takes you shopping. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's Gr great. Grant, the English language is filled with many twists and turns, like a labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And my pawns is an extension of my blaster pod. Uh... It's sort of a uh, doctors refer to it as a panis. You see. 
It is a sub area with its own climate, under which uh, a thick mucus layer uh, naturally forms. Yeah. And you can adhere various items from your shop. Croissants, ham, jars of chili. Vienna hot dogs. Yeah. Alligator crawdad. (laughs) Chromos. Nope, just crudettes. I want to take down the break triarchy. (laughs) The patriarchy done in trees. Yeah. (laughs) The (laughs) The break triarchy. That's right. It's terrifying. Ponce. So yeah, um, so yeah, that 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 that's it. That that is my my presentation on how you're being lied to. Well done, Garnet. Thank you. You have given us a lot of quality information. Yeah. We're gonna take this under consideration, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll get back to you in three to six weeks about whether we'll have you on the show or not. <laughs> Thank you very much. Grant. <laughs> now, uh, bear in mind. <laughs> that there is uh, a great time zone difference between us right now. Yes. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, uh, what time is it over there in the UK? It's 20 past nine in the evening. Oh, then what time does it make it here in the US? Is that like a bus two? It's time bus for plugs! Time? It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! I, I would, but like with Skype. Man. Plug in your USB transvagulator. <laughs> Tie, tie two, of them, two of them together into an, an arm shape creation. And watch them hug each other. Hug it, and then send it haptically into my yeah. hug vagulator. I got some haptic feedback right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? I'm a writer. I'll just I'll describe a hug. Okay. I'll send it to you for all our readers. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you can read it out or something. Yeah. Uh, Garnet. Mm-hmm. Unveil your plugs to us. I got no plugs. I'm plug free. You did start this episode talking about how you had cooked up Goblin Quest. All right, yeah. Because, I mean, like, we're, we're doing a Kickstarter in March, but that's quite a long way away. Well, um, you never I, know. We could have some late adopters to Blaster that's Podcast. That's very true. Okay, so listen, if it is March, reader, if, if you're reading this podcast in March, then I, 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 I've i released the game, and it's not about shopping at all. Is it about the bikini at all? No, it's called Chronicle. It is a, it's a, it's a very free-form role-playing game with... Um, it's, it's, it's a role-playing game like, like Dungeons and Dragons, but the, we've written it to try and get the players involved in making the world. So like everyone makes the world together, and when you make characters, that builds the world up around itself too. And so everyone's really invested and involved in the story as it goes forwards, and then you design to like play five games and then dish those characters and tell some new stories in the same world. Uh, we're going through some playtests, and we're going through some playtests, and it's really fun. Uh, we're really liking it, and we're, we're hoping to get that kickstarted in March. So if you are listening, please give me your money. The game is very good. And this is a tabletop game? It is the tabletop role-playing game. Nice. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Um, hey, your idiot roommates into those. My idiot roommate? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't he? But then he's like, do, do lasers and feelings or something? <laughs> he did do lasers and feelings on a podcast. Yeah, and he played a character very similar to Dottore Bellordo. How rude! Right? They should have let you on. Although I guess you were busy doing science. Yeah. Yeah. I was hanging out with my cousin, Yuan McGregor. <laughs> All right. All right. Obi Wan Kenobi. Anyway, yeah, Grant, anything else to plug? If you like what I said, you can follow me on Twitter. I am, I am at G.S. Howitt. G.S. Howitt. H-O-W-I-T-T. All right, Grant, this concludes our relationship. Okay, well, it's, it's been special. I'm kind of upset we didn't get a lightning quiz round. I was, I was, I, 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 I'd done a load of, a load of, uh, of, of revision. Well, if you've read Blaster Podcast, you'd know that it's called the Lightning Round Review, Grant. Uh, sorry. And we are. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this is season two of Blaster Podcast. We're, oh, we're moving on. We're phasing that bullshit out. <laughs> it's so easy to answer. It's, yeah, it's, it's easy for the jest. It's hard for the detore.
Well, this this concludes if this concludes the relationship. I think it was it was a fitting end to our, our two part story. I think we parted amicably. Yeah, yeah, we 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 we, we spanned some bullshit about minotaurs. I feel like I feel like got out more science last time. I feel this was more just talking about imaginary trucks. That's because this one has no science, Grant. It's psychology. It's a science. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon, www.timecrashband.com. Blaster Podcast is a member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like my show, you might like some of the other podcasts you'll find there, like Our Fair City. Our Fair City is a subversive, post-apocalyptic science fiction audio epic for the internet. And it, it got me into podcasting. Without Our Fair City, there would be no Blaster Podcast. So check it out already. Bull people.